Hello out there, people in Techpedition land. My name is Carrie, and, and this is the Techpedition podcast. And I am joined by my brother, Clarence. How are you, sir? I'm doing so great, man. I'm doing awesome. This is how we do it. It's, it's Wednesday time. night. <laughs> it's Wednesday night. Um. So yeah, uh, we had this conversation. We were talking about like. I don't even know how we got on there. We were talking about bad songs in the 90s or something. And we got on the subject of Montel Jordan and <laughs> um, Master P. And, oh, man. Um, it was, it so, was so bad. Yeah. Like, that. those were not the days, but we thought they were <laughs> or, or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. What were your thoughts? Uh, just go listen to the lyrics. <laughs> That's all you have to do. And you will, uh, you will, you will crack up. You will... Um, Kill yourself laughing at the ridiculousness of the '90s lyrics, in particularly. This is how we do it. See, all right. So yeah, this is a tech podcast. Um, so what do we want to talk about first? We want to talk about what book face? Oh man, so much news, so much news. Yeah, book face is getting on in. Facebook is getting even further into the Big Brother, um, business model. Oh man, I was just talking to a friend of mine. Uh, actually, several friends about the Google overlords listening in on everything you says. He's like, "Oh my goodness, my Google Home would just go off, and I'm not even talking about anything. I, I'm not, I didn't even say the word Google, and then it it just starts repeating what I said. Yeah, it's not that bad, people. Nobody cares about you. <laughs> you are not that important. Your privacy can't be invaded if you do it yourself." But, you know, if you did have these reservations already, uh, Facebook just launched the Facebook portal, which is a device with a speaker with a screen. You can do Facebook Messenger video chats. It also has other features built in, but it's an Alexa powered smart speaker with a screen. Thoughts? Do you want Facebook in your home? Does the, the most does, surprising <laughs> thing to me about this is that it uses Alexa. Well, Alexa does have those. They they have opened up their APIs for other device makers. So, um, yeah, that's just that's just kind of what Amazon is doing now. But then it connects to Amazon stuff at all because, like, I I consider Facebook, Amazon, the big three, Google, or I guess Microsoft. I consider them all rivals. So, like, even though Facebook isn't necessarily in the same business as, well, they are in the same business as Google. They're in the, in, in Amazon. Well, sort of. Well, that's true. I They're mean. More- well, I mean, face uh, for for Amazon. I think tech, it, although tech drives so much of what they do, I still, I still feel like from a public view, we feel like it's secondary. But like we know, you know, all of the Amazon web services and things that drive a lot of their business. That they, I would agree with you, but they like run most of the internet. Yeah, they play in different fields. Though retail. I get what you're saying about the retail thing, though. They play it, which is 100 Greg. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Huh. I, yeah, it kind of goes both ways, I guess. So just to get into the announcement about the Facebook portal, Facebook announced pre-launch sales of its $199 tenant screen portal and a $349 15.6-inch swiveling screen with Hi-Fi Audio Portal Plus. So there you have it. Get Facebook in your home. This is a trial. <laughs> I'm making a note here. Huge success. 
<laughs> it's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Aperture, yeah, like that's the first thing I thought when they named it Facebook Portal. I was like, Val's going to sue them. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Man, everybody's doing a smart smart speaker thing. Uh, very interesting. Sad, man. It's where it's at. Uh, I, as for me, like, seriously, though, like, to me, this is the, these devices are starting to become forgettable. Like, there's so many out now that I can really keep up with them. And like Amazon releases a new one like every couple months. They release a new something with a screen on it. And I guess this kind of counts. Yeah, so. I mean, that certainly makes sense. Uh, but John made a good point. I think uh, the last time I talked with him about how you have to find something that's in your eco- ecosystem because he was having this struggle whether they go with Google or they go with uh, Amazon for his voice slash home automated lights and all that type of thing, home automation. So I don't know. I, I think it's just where you live. I don't think anybody just wants – Facebook really isn't an ecosystem. It, that's why this doesn't make sense to me. It is a place you go to connect with friends. It's – you use it to sign into some websites. It is not an ecosystem that you live in, you know? So yeah. I, I really don't see the justification <laughs> here, uh, yeah. but it's cool. It's cool for calls. Maybe. I mean, the thing that surprised me most about this, and I don't want to keep beating a head horse, but the thing that surprised me, beating a dead horse, not a head horse, but like the thing that confuses me the most about this is that I would have thought they would have came out with a phone first because the, to me, a phone makes more sense than this, but yeah. Well, I think they tried that and it failed miserably. Wasn't there a Facebook phone or a Facebook OS for an Android phone that came out? There was. There was. I'm pretty sure there was, and I think it failed. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, mean, I guess I'm. I guess I missed that one. Wow. <laughs> All right. We're moving on. Cool. Well, let's, um, we want to go ahead and stay on the hardware stint while we're talking about new hardware coming out. Sure. So Microsoft released their new generation of Surfi, Surfi, Surface tablets, and um, basically just big bumps. Um, the Surface Pro is now uh, has an eighth generation Intel processor, and also they bumped the specs for the Surface Book or Surface Laptop as well. And um, the prices on those are, are uh, the Surface Pro Six. I think it comes in a little bit cheaper, eight ninety nine, and the laptop Surface Laptop Two at ninety nine hundred and nine dollars. Also, they spec bumped the Surface Pro Studio, which, if you don't know, is that big old ta- honking tablet, which you can kind of fold over and uh, illustrate on and do other uh, various activities. So that got a spec bump as well. Nothing major there. I also mentioned on the Surface Pro. S- the new Surface Pro and the laptop that you come in, they come in black models, which is different from the kind of, uh, I don't have it close, but the gray that most of the other ones came in from, from the previous generations. And graphite, if you will. Yeah, there you go. And also, uh, in a surprising move, Microsoft released some Surface headphones. Yeah, that was a big shocker for me with the headphones. Yeah, so these come in at $349. They charge via USB C. And uh, I think one of the coolest things about these headphones are that it has um, noise cancellation control. So like most headphones in this price range, it does have noise cancellation built in. But most of them, you can either turn it on or off, 
with these, you can kind of dial it to a setting that's comfortable. If you just want to hear a little bit, yeah. you can dial it down a little. So that's pretty cool and the feature you don't see in, in most headphones. So, and what I've seen of reviewers looking at it on YouTube and whatnot, people are saying they sound pretty good. So, so there you have it. Microsoft with some headphones, which is just out of left field to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope that they're very, very good because they're in a pretty, pretty, I say crowded, but it's not really that crowded of a market, but I'll just put it like this. If you're a mainstream person and you want to spend and you're you're spending two to three hundred dollars on headphones, you're probably going to get beats just because yeah. you can walk around with the you know, it's like having ear pods in here or something. <laughs> it's just the cool, chic thing to do. Um, if you want the best noise canceling possible, um, you could possibly go Bose. But I, I think Sony's I was at Costco about a week ago. And they had Sony's new noise canceling headphones. I can't remember the model name, but they are excellent. Like my oh, wife really? was sitting right, she was standing right in front of me. <laughs> I put the headphones on and like I couldn't hear a word she was saying. And I just started grinning. She was like, You can't hear me, can you? <laughs> it was great. It so, was great. So, then she put she put them on. But I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I don't have any zero experience with noise canceling <laughs> headphones. So it, does music have to be playing for them to work, or is it something? Um, how, the how music does, helps. The music helps. I, I I think for it to be for you not to hear anything, the music has to kind of be playing because something has to be playing. I think what happens is, if I'm not mistaken, if you just have them on, it's not going to cancel out. But what happens is, while the music is playing. It's also recording outside, and what it does is it takes the recording of the outside, it flips the phase of what's going on outside, and it plays it through the speakers with your music. And like that's why you don't hear anything. I don't think it'll just cancel if nothing's playing. That's I don't freaking think. cool. <laughs> it it definitely muffles. Like you can definitely hear muffling, but that could just be because they're noise isolating. But if yeah. you want the the full effect, and I'm 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 not joking, man. Like you can't hear anything. Like. I was like significantly raising my voice and my wife still couldn't hear me. Um, <laughs> That's and cool. People were probably looking at us like we were crazy in the middle of Costco. Why but, are they yelling at each other? <laughs> but with these headphones, for them to be, because I mean, I, I think the Sonys are like 250 and Beats, yeah. the Beats Studios are like 250 $300. For them to come in at 350 yeah. is it? Yeah, three forty nine. Like, yeah, I know. There's like they have like a huge array of of microphones on the outside of these. I think it's like nine or something. Oh, wow. Um, I did some reading on these, and they seem like they're great. And I would really like to try them out. So I might hit up the Microsoft store this weekend. Maybe they'll have them there. But I mean, in order for them to bring in this market, those things are gonna have to be amazing, especially at that price. Yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of cool how Microsoft are. It's kind of just picking and choosing the areas they want to go into. Whereas I think in the past you see Microsoft jumping into everything, but now they're kind of just picking these small niches where they think they can fit in and make a dent uh, and make something that's a, a little bit cooler and a little bit, you know, something that's not overly produced, something they can put their own spin on. And I really like that about what they've been doing lately. You think they'll ever actually get back into the phone market? I uh, mean, is this, this, it sounds like they're kind of inching their way towards the phone market. I just don't think they should. I don't think they should. I mean, iOS and Android is so ingrained right now. It's going to take a, a juggernaut to knock them 
off that totem pole. I just don't think it's going to happen. Not for Microsoft anyway. I think what they should do, which they've kind of been leaning toward, is to integrate their services into other platforms, uh, mainly Android. They they are on both Android and iOS, but it seems like they're taking, taking more of a liking to Android. And for obvious reasons, it's a little more open. They can do a little more integration. So yeah, I, I would rather them keep going that route. And if they do in the future plan to come out with another phone, Come out with an Android phone. Hey, this is the yeah. new new Microsoft. I saw an announcement they where they were talking about using all these six thousand patents they have for Linux in order to protect Linux. I think I saw a logo that had Microsoft Heart Linux, <laughs> and they were talking about how they're going to be using those patents to protect Linux. And I think they're embracing they're embracing that. And and if you've been keeping up over the last few years, they've really been pushing open source and open source in some of their own products as well as jumping onto some of the open source projects and and leaning in and uh, helping out with those. So it's a new Microsoft, and and you know. So if they're going to come out with another phone, just use Android, put your own spin on it. Uh, but also that something they got announced is that they're going to be doing like we just recently heard with the Xbox and, you know, pay a monthly subscription. They're going to have the Surface All Access, which is a similar model. You pay twenty four ninety nine a month. You get a Surface and you get Office 365. And there you go uh, for I think it's a two. Yeah, two years, two years. So, hey, if you need to get in, you can get in cheap now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are trying to get in front of people, which I really like. It's like you said, it's a completely different Microsoft and I really like it. So, oh, yeah. All right. Um, I guess I'll do one. Um, Speaking of tablets and Surfy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there was also a Google Pixel 3 event recently. Um, This was the that was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it was yesterday. Um, and basically, if you've been paying attention to the leaks of the Pixel Three, it was <laughs> pretty much the worst kept secret in the land. Agreed. Um, so let's see what we have. We have the notch, notch gate. We have we have the notch. Um, that everybody made fun of Apple with, and then the about, and then they realized that hey, that's. Actually, the best way to make it. Can, 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 can we stop for a second before you go on? Can we just stop and talk about the notch on the new Pixel 3 XL? Because um, the normal Pixel 3 does not have it. It's just the XL that has a notch. Why is it so freaking big? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's, pre- it's worse than the Apple one. It looks twice the height of the Apple one for some reason. And I don't know what they were thinking on that, but it does not look right at all. So the regular Pixel 3 does not have the notch? Yeah, the the regular one does not have the notch. Yeah. I don't know why they chose to do that. It's kind of weird, but hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't see the pictures of the regular one. I just see the 3. I mean, the, the large one. I guess I can go to Google and look at it. But yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... That, that notch is horrible. <laughs> it, it looks way better than it does in photos, but it is still a gigantic notch. So yeah, um other than that, it looks exactly like the old phone really. I mean, you still have the bezel, the thicker bezel at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. Um eh? I'm sure the camera's nice. Well, I mean, pe- screen. Well, people have been saying that the uh Pixel camera is the best. <laughs> have you heard that? 
those wrong yeah ones? yeah i have heard that yeah. because um the two did have the best camera out of the phones that it was the class phone class it was released with including iphone 10 it did rate the best camera so and the thing is i, I i've heard a lot of people say this that google or google is doing it with software whereas you know of course apple used software in 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 their phone as well we had beauty gate where they were like <laughs> did you see that hold up we're gonna get off on a tangent real quick so you had you had like two gates in the last month and we're gonna get back to the pixel sorry guys <laughs> but you had beauty gate and you had charge gate so charge gates were obviously you were plugging up the phone and they weren't charging i think they fixed it with an update but you had beauty beauty gate where, where people were complaining where if you took a picture with the front face front facing camera, it would thin out your wrinkles and make you oh. look off. <laughs> and that's like with no I filters. Hate, I hate those those um <laughs> those pictures, the the beauty filter or whatever, where it's like it's like they smudge their face or yeah. they it's like a Gaussian blur or something and people it's like, Oh, I don't have wrinkles, but yeah, your face looks like a big blob. Like I think <laughs> I would rather I'd rather see the wrinkles than eliminate all detail from your face. It just, yeah. Let's yeah. let's thank Snapchat right. for that one. Another tangent. I apologize, <laughs> but yeah, it looks it just looks so bad and like it's everywhere now. Every time, like on Instagram, I'm friends with a bunch of people on Instagram. They post their photos and their face is like blurry, and it's like that doesn't look <laughs> it doesn't look good. It doesn't. Oh boy, <laughs> it looks terrible. But, Sorry, but I no, no, you told I, I, I took the tangent in that direction. <laughs> but getting back to, you know, what what the Pixel 3 does with his camera is mostly done in software. I said all that to say this it's, it's mostly done with uh, the software they put into how they render the pictures and things like that. So unlike most other phones, the Pixel only has one camera on the back. Go figure. It does have two on the front. It has a, a normal angle and a wide angle camera on the front. But on the back, just one camera and surprisingly is rated as one of the best cameras uh this out right now with smartphones so that's pretty amazing yeah yeah um so did they announce anything besides the phones or was there any kind of like pixel tablet or anything announced yes they did now let's go ahead i want to go ahead and get the prices for the the pixel real quick because i know people okay usually, usually cost conscious people are going for the google phones right but I, I don't, don't not anymore. Not any, yeah, yeah. That's in the old days, the Nexus days. I guess those Nexus are over. phones were cheaper, but the yeah. Pixel ones have never been cheap, really. Yeah. So you can get the regular Pixel three for seven ninety nine, and the XL for eight ninety nine, which is not bad. Not bad. Yeah, considering the Apple phones are like three or four hundred dollars more than it now, that's yeah. not bad. So uh, Google also announced their first Chromebook tablet. Which I find pretty interesting. Now, um, it's over the last few years. They, what, what do that? you mean? Their first Chrome? Oh, Chromebook, Chrome, ta- Chrome, oh, Chrome OS mean, tablet. Maybe okay, I, yeah. maybe I. No, no, no. You, you didn't mistake when you say Chromebook. I was thinking I was like they already have Chrome. I didn't realize Chromebook <laughs> tablet. You mean tablet is a detachable screen from the keyboard? Yeah, Chrome OS tablet. Um, tablet. Yeah. <laughs> So pretty cool, pretty pretty nice looking hardware. It's actually an Intel processor. I wish I had this ver- version of the processor. I don't have it right now. Da, 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 da. But anyway, anyway, it looks pretty cool. Uh, definitely check that out if you're in the tablets. Um, you know, if if you're not already on that Apple bandwagon, because I think Android tablets as a, as a whole haven't done what, fared well over the years. And they announced. <laughs> 
A day after the Facebook portal, Google announces Google Home Hub, which also contains a screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's becoming a, it's becoming a portal bargain sale. But I will say in the case of the Google tablet or home hub with the screen, it makes a lot more sense than the Facebook portal. First of all, you have all the Google services integrated into it. You know, things like weather, you know, every morning I get up, I say, Google play the news. You can get stuff like that in this. You can, uh, it integrates with, um, the home, home networking, not home or networking, home smart devices. So your lights and stuff like that, you can see and interact with those on this screen. So, in that Google, ca- tell me when I last peed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as well as YouTube integrated and things like that, Google Music. So for in the case of the Google Home Hub, I think it makes way, way, way more sense than a Facebook portal. And, you know, I'd actually want one of these because I'm I'm very much in the Google uh, ecosystem. Yeah. And I don't think and this I, has a does this have a camera. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I'm sure it does. I was just going to say, I, I, I finally, the rubber's finally hitting the road for me as far as what you were saying about the ecosystem. Like with, with Facebook, there's, <laughs> I mean, but, but the thing was, this is what like surprised me about the Facebook one was like you were saying, they don't have an ecosystem. I was like, why didn't they just create their own voice thing? And I was like, they had to tie into something that people actually use because, yeah, it, it makes sense now. If you have a Google, hub or whatever the speaker is called for google or you have an alexa or a echo you know this can tie into it it makes sense now business decision yeah and and to be frank like up into what three days ago i would have said google has a and a social network as well but ouch they do google plus google plus Okay. Uh, Pete, they they do. <laughs> well, Google Plus is still Google Plus is still a thing. Well, it was until a couple of days ago because they're announcing they're shutting it down because I think they. Uh, I don't have the article pulled up, so I'm going to quote off memory here. Up to five hundred thousand um, user profile information got leaked through APIs. Yes, and the bad thing is, get this, it happened in May. And they didn't announce what? it until a couple of they days didn't ago. Tell anybody? Yes. Now, oh ca- caveat: yeah. it was not like social security Stick numbers and passwords. It was, you know, PI. yeah, you know, when's your birthday? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. PI, that, no PCI. Now, now they they did say that there was no evidence that that information was actually used, but. It was exposed since. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. There's no evidence. It was yeah. That could yeah. That could just mean they deleted the logs. So no evidence. <laughs> so as a result, guess what? Social network is shutting down. Google Plus is no more, or will be no more. They are shutting down Google Plus. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is the final nail in the coffin, I guess, because I don't know anybody who's actually still using Google Plus. Like I'm, yeah. I'm serious. I don't know anybody still using it. I still have an account. I haven't logged into it for yeah. probably half a decade. But you know, oh, it, wow, man. And the thing that like jumps out to me is this is almost the classic Microsoft. Um, I'm gonna go out and try to do something life cycle. You know, they took they they built this 
this this this the social network in an attempt to integrate all things into it. Oh, you YouTubers, we're gonna pull you over to Google Plus. We're gonna we're gonna integrate everything Google into this. And man, it came. They tried their best at it. They pushed it and pushed it, but it just goes to show, man. Facebook is a beast. <laughs> Well, it's just one of those things where, like, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Google Plus was just as good as Facebook and what Facebook does. Um, But the thing is, everybody's already on Facebook. And for people to leave Facebook and go to Google Plus, it would it would have yeah. had to have been two or three times better. Like, it couldn't have just been just as good. It had to be, like, significantly. There had to be a sale there, not just, hey, do what you're doing in Facebook in <laughs> Google now. Like, that's... Uh, I mean, as witness, yeah. as witness from the migration from um, MySpace to Facebook, because people love MySpace because it was utter garbage. It was utter garbage, man. And and you know, um, you can't just come in with a a product that's like you said, just as good. You have to find a way See, to pull those users in. The thing about my, I mean, the thing that about Facebook was wasn't just having a profile and it's like hey person that i met on the street check out my myspace here's here's my <laughs> myspace name it was go find somebody that you haven't seen in 10 years like because of facebook i was able to reconnect with one of my classmates that left my school in like the third grade when i was like <laughs> when i was like 25 years old that's amazing like that's amazing. in like that you can't you couldn't do that with myspace yeah. <laughs> so like that was the thing was you put your you put your school you put your college you put your hometown and all of a sudden you get all these different like i don't know what you call them different like like connections links, uh connections. degrees yeah, of separation like, <laughs> yeah and it's like oh you know this person that i know so hey you might know that person since yeah. you know these people and these people who also know that it was just like <laughs> that that was just like revolutionary and for somebody to like uh just take over a facebook it's gonna have to be something like yeah. It's going to insane. Be yeah, I totally agree with that. It can't be just as good as Facebook. It's got to be like way better. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Well, moving, uh, keep keeping in that vein of security. Uh, California. I want to see if I get this right. California passed the Information Privacy Connected Devices Bill, and Mister IT Guy. Uh, what do you think is in this connected devices bill? If you don't know, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so th this bill basically boils down to California passing this law where uh, manufacturers of Internet connected devices are a either required to put unique admin passwords in each device Thank or, you. or B, upon first boot or first login, requiring the owner to change it. One this of the is two. a no-brainer. Like, every state should pass this law because I'm telling you, like, there, I could probably drive around my neighborhood right now. <laughs> that, well, like, I'm not joking. Like, I could probably go find the latest Linksys instruction manual from off of their site. Get my laptop, drive in my car around these neighborhoods, find some routers that are still named Linksys, whatever, <laughs> and I promise you I can log into them. 
like this is this is no brainer right here. Like this should already be a law for like this should be a federal law, not just because I mean you got you got to think about it. Like th- it's not just like what I just described. Like you have all these different hackers that are trying to get in the U.S. Like the, the was it the, was it was it, what was it the NSA that told people to reboot their routers because Russians yeah. might have hacked into them? Like yeah. like it's, yeah, this is it's ridiculous. Why yeah. isn't this already a thing? I, I guess is why I'm so frustrated well, with it. I will say maybe the caveat to the whole thing is I know this has happened to me plenty of times. Um, you forget the password into the router or something. You have to bounce it. You have to reset it. So if it resets to a random password that you don't know, that's not standard, that you can't look up in Google in five seconds. How do you recover from that? Um, well, the thing is, like, as far as like that, what they could do is just like they do CD serial keys. They can generate a random 15 character password, yeah. put it on a sticker, stick it in the manual. And, you know, there, there you go. You know, like, but as far as like, if you lose the manual, you're probably screwed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know if then, but I, I have a feeling that that's more of a corner case than people's routers getting hacked into because the passwords are all the same. Yeah, I, I kind of rather they just make it where you have to change it upon initial boot. And, and you know, if you reset it, you still have the opportunity. That would work, too, yeah. honestly. But the thing that worries me about that is that, like, people just reset it and then it's like, hey, I got Wi-Fi. They probably don't even have a password on it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely a good thing. Um, yeah, California is yeah. paving the way as they often do on thing on matters tech related. So we'll see how it goes. Oh man, you know what kills me though is like on Amazon when I'm shopping for something like a router. I've never bought a router from Amazon. I'm just using that as an example. Like you'll see that for eighty nine ninety nine, have a professional come install it in your house, and I'm like, why? <laughs> Why? Oh yeah. I, the router costs fifty dollars. Why would I pay somebody eighty dollars to come in my house and install exactly. it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. S- yeah. So, Change your passwords, people, please. So speaking uh, of routers, gonna stay in that vein for just a little bit. And Wi-Fi. So the new version of Wi-Fi is is. It was just announced or I don't know. It maybe it had the naming has changed. I don't know if it's been announced or it's just got announced recently. I'm not a little unclear on that. So I'm not, I'm not going to say it's, it was just announced, but the new version is 802.11ax. But people that's new. That's definitely new. layman's layman's. You're not going to have AC rem- was the new, the one before. And then N was the one before that. And then before that, it was G and then B. Like, these 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 names don't make any yes, sense. Yes, I love you How making my you case. from B to G <laughs> to N to AC to AA? What? Well, you were making my case because I, I love that you just spouted all those off because the uh, Wi-Fi Alliance are <laughs> uh, going forward and retroactively to some of the, the newer names, starting with 802.11ac, which is going to call it Wi-Fi 6. <laughs> We're oh, gonna, thank you. We're just going to call thank it Wi-Fi 6. 802.11ac is going to be called <sighs> Wi-Fi 5, and 802.11n is Wi-Fi 4. Why haven't we done this before, S- folks? Seriously, like, <laughs> could, could you imagine if if instead of saying FireWire, people were saying IEEE 1394? <laughs> like, that's, that's how, that's how yeah. ridiculous 
Yeah. That's how ridiculous it is that people have, you know, 802.11, whatever. Like, just give it a give it a name, like like 3G or something, you know? Yeah. Like, this, that's so hilarious that we've been saying those names all these years. It is so funny, because this is one of those things, like, you know, us being tech people, we just know it, and we just don't really think too hard about it, but I can see the layman person looking at me like, what, what, the, what which one is faster? It makes no N's, sense. N's better than A, right? <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Wi-Fi Alliance. And then you had, then you had <laughs> Apple with their whole airport and airport oh, extreme God. thing for like yeah. uh, they were calling eleven B airport and G <laughs> airport extreme and like they that didn't help at all. Like oh uh, man, just, I get so flustered just thinking about how ridiculous that was. Like Apple renamed Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh man, that that is great. That is great. Like it's their own thing. Because Apple did it, and it's better. It's called Airport. Aluminium. (laughs) Aluminium. Now that, I watch Top Gear, and that, like, I cringe every time they say aluminium. Is that, like, an English thing? I guess so. Like Zed? Instead of zero, Zed? Or instead of Z, Zed? Do they say aluminium on Doctor Who? I don't think I've ever heard that word uttered. Maybe they did they say it recently? I don't know. I don't. But yeah, I I don't hear it often. Isn't aluminium just aluminum? Isn't (laughs) that what it is? (laughs) (laughs) I think I don't know. I could be lying. So listeners, write in, tell us. Write in the fans at techpedition dot com. Tell us. Tell us what aluminium is. Tell us. We don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nomenclature. Oh man! Well, we're running through these uh, stories pretty quickly here. Um, talk about some streaming. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of Wi-Fi and internet <laughs> and security and Big Brother, um, so are we going to talk about the Xbox one or the other one? Let's go with the Xbox one first. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, so Project. X Cloud Gaming with you at the center. It's going to stream Xbox games to PCs, consoles, and mobile devices. And this probably sounds familiar. You know, Guy Kai was turning to PlayStation Now, which I don't even know if it's still a thing now. Is PlayStation I, I think Now it is still, still alive? A I think it still is a, a thing. I th- okay. think. I want to say, yeah, it is. It is. Because they recently just started doing what Microsoft is doing with Game Pass and offering downloads with their games. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. With some of them, not not the complete library, but definitely some of them you can you can download the games to the console. I remember playing like dates. I think it was Dead Space Two over over Gaikai like years ago, and it I was so amazed how responsive it was. And before that, I never thought streaming games could work. Um, what was the what was the what was the popular thing before that? I can't remember. Well, yeah, Gaikai you had on live. On live, yeah, that's the one yeah. I, I, other one I was thinking of. But it was like, and that was like years ago when we had inter, internet speeds weren't wild. nearly as prolific as they are now. Um, so it's definitely the right time for this. Uh, but my question the, to you is why why didn't it work in 2010 or 11, whenever it came out before? Was it merely speeds? Were we just not ready for it? Or. Well, I think it was speeds in the fact that you needed to have a data center footprint somewhere close to the people who were using the service. And, like, 
I don't know how Gaikai got around that because it's like you can't be hitting servers. Like I don't care how fast your internet is. If you're in Atlanta, you can't be streaming from a server in California. It's just not going to work. It's got to be something close to you. It could be just regionally close. Yeah. I mean, preferably you'd want something in the same state or city. Uh, I know Microsoft with their um, Azure network, they've got data centers everywhere now. Yeah. Um, some they have multiple. Some even with um. AWS, they have multiple data centers in the same city. You yeah. know, you can. So, I mean, that that footprint has grown tremendously. If for nothing else, because then because you have yeah. Google Cloud, you've got AWS, you've got Azure, and they've all got footprints everywhere. I mean, yeah. like just because of the growth of the cloud um, model, I guess. Yeah. And you would think you need like data centers for each type of service in the particular ISP. That's serving up the data because I know like wasn't it Netflix that started putting their uh, edge server not edge servers whatever they called them putting them in um, ISP data centers to speed up some of the traffic. Yes. Yes. yes, like that's what I'm saying is you got you if you're gonna do something like this you can't just have some web ser- server somewhere yeah. out in the ether you know in your closet running off your broadband you 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 need like infrastructure <laughs> and not just like I said, not just a few servers. You need servers everywhere where you're going to have customers. And like, that's why I'm so excited about this is because we're finally, you know, it's finally coming to a point to where, you know, Microsoft can just be like, okay, um, where, where, where are we going to roll it? Where are we going to trial this? Where are we going to, you know, do a trial run, pick a city, install the X cloud blades. It looks yeah. like that's what their infrastructure is called. Um, and I'd be interested to know what those are running on. Um, I didn't look at the specs, but you know, they, they roll it out city by city. They're not just gonna, I don't think they're just going to flip a switch and have this available everywhere. Um, yeah, they're saying it's a multi-year journey for them. So they're, they're in it for yeah. the long haul apparently, but you know, that just brings me back to wonder like why, okay. When I look back at Gaikai and on live, my kind of justification for why those didn't work okay, you couldn't really do it on the console at the time, and people on PCs were probably not going to opt for streaming. But then you think, okay, PlayStation comes in, buys Gaikai, integrates it in in numerous Sony devices down to DVD players. Why didn't it work? What was the whole bag? Because I, I thought once PlayStation... I would say infrastructure. Like, you I still don't think know it's infrastructure? So, I, well, for Sony, anyway, like I don't know what their infrastructure looks like. I know it's a lot better than it was when they bought Gaikai, you know, undoubtedly, because they've started charging for their, yeah. their online service. And, you know... They weren't the same online company that they were. Yeah, even their downloads had notorious speeds back then, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm telling you, like, I feel like 90% of this is infrastructure because they definitely had the name recognition. They had the the Trojan horses in the people's houses with the DVD, like you said, DVD players. I think the DVD player you bought me for Christmas can actually play PlayStation Now games. So it's like they had the 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 end. Yeah. It was more of a just. I think it was just like cost effectiveness. Like if you're not near a data center, like even now with with PlayStation now, if you're not close to a data center, it probably really really sucks. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. So, like it, to me, it all points back to hardware. But I mean, there are other reasons well, because well, I mean, you know, you you have to have a long term you know, end game here or a long term like goal. 
not just let's just give everybody streaming games like with Microsoft. I feel like they've you know, this has been like I said, it's a it's, it's multi year journey and they've been waiting for the right time to announce it. I feel like they've been getting all our ducks in a row. And the thing is, you know, what this is going to do for Microsoft that I feel like that Sony didn't really take advantage of is it's just going to give if they play their cards right, they'll have people subscribing to Xbox access or whatever. They don't even have an Xbox like, yeah. you know, they don't even have that that barrier because like yeah. right now I feel like Microsoft is going for games as a service as a whole. Like even if you have an Xbox, you know, with with their live anywhere or whatever yep. it's called. It's like they're going for games as a service. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily what Sony's doing. So Microsoft is they're going to have a multi-year investment in this. They're going to do it right. I mean, just look at what they did with the Xbox. They went from not having a presence in the console, you know, world to being like the second or third best console or really first or second best. Honestly, I mean, if you want to go there, like they they had a multi-year strategy in mind. Like the first Xbox was really just an advertisement yeah. for three. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they're not looking for quick wins here. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, I think you made the best point about the whole thing. The first statement you made, look how big and, and, uh, uh, expanding Microsoft is. Think of all the things they do already with servers, services, and things like that. So they, you said it, they have the infrastructure already to, to do this. And, I don't think anything Sony does can come close <laughs> to the, I mean, just to be, I mean, the infrastructure that they have is just so massive because they do business. They're everywhere. Yeah. And, um, just that alone is a reason why they may have something that probably could work. Now, another company that may have just as a massive infrastructure and maybe more is Google. So Google announced their project project stream at the uh the Pixel event, I believe that's where they announced it. And and the the thing here is, let's forget the console, we're going to do it in Chrome. Fire up Chrome, log in, fire up Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Now, personally, I haven't played this. Uh I think it's like a clo- maybe a closed beta now, or open beta maybe a little little bit later coming up. But um a particular guy on a podcast I was listening to said he was playing this game in 1080p 60 frames per second uh after having played played it on his Xbox 1 and he said it was freaking phenomenal. Freaking phenomenal. Said he couldn't tell the lag or anything. Now it could be could be cuz it just wasn't that many people on it maybe, I don't know, but man, if they can make this work in a browser you know, I remember <laughs> if you think back a few years ago when all the Nintendo games were popping popping up on a browser, you could just click and play them because <laughs> yeah. people built browser emulators. Dude, if they can make this work, where you can pull up a game, just click it and start playing with with even with online on live, I think you have to like install a bunch of crap. You know, but if they can make this work, it's it's a game changer. I really feel it's a game changer. Uh, it doesn't matter what type of PC you have. As long as you have something that has a, a good nick in it or a network card in it and you, you are good to go. If they can make this work, it's, it's definitely going to change things. And hopefully Microsoft can do the same thing with the technology they're rolling out. 
Yeah, and it's like, like you said, it lowers the barrier of entry. You know, like I feel like a lot of people would be P- PC gamers if it wasn't such a high barrier to entry. And the other thing is, like, a lot of people might be saying, well, Carrie, they're putting all this hardware, all these these GPUs and processors to run these games. They're putting all this massive stuff in data centers. How are they turning a profit here? And I would re- re- reply to you with two words, infinity dollars. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like, look at what... um. Look at what Adobe's done. Like in like ten years, they've gone from selling you a boxed product, product, excuse me, see Creative Suite, which costs like six hundred dollars a pop for the master collection. And it's like you what what most normal people would do that well, I guess normal people wouldn't buy that, but if you did <laughs> buy it, you weren't buying it every year. Yeah. You weren't buying it every two years. You if yeah. you spent six hundred dollars like like I know people that were using use Photoshop seven for like ten years yeah. because it did it did everything they wanted it to do, and they really it it worked just fine. They didn't have they had no incentive to purchase another copy of the software. But with this um subscription stuff, it's like you have basically a guaranteed sale every month, and if you equate it to what you would make in two or three two years, maybe. So I think Creative Cloud for everything is like fifty dollars a month. That's six hundred dollars a year, right? Yeah. Am I doing the math right there? Uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> Don't make me do math live. Let's see. Cal- but but, but fifty wh- times twelve. Yeah, that's that's six hundred dollars a year, which is what the software costs. But instead of buying it once and using it for five years, you're buying it every year. But you're only paying fifty dollars, so. It's kind of a yeah, value add there, yeah. especially if you're an indie person and you you don't have six hundred dollars to drop at once. I mean, it serves a need, and they get their infinity dollars. So, yeah. and I I would really love to know their numbers, including Microsoft, all the other online streaming people. Like, especially in like Adobe's case, are they making more now or less, or did it just equal out? I would imagine more. Well, I feel like they would be making more just simply because they've lowered the barrier to entry. I mean, I could, I can remember being in college, and that's the thing. If you're in college, you can get this for twenty bucks. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's twenty bucks a month. It's not as much money, but that's like, I, trust me, I pirated Adobe stuff in college. If I could buy, if I could legally own it for twenty dollars a month in two thousand four, I would have done it just yeah. because it's like. You know, even a broke college student can afford 20 bucks a month for something that they really enjoy. Um, So like that to me, the, the big thing is lowering the barrier to entry. So I don't know, though. Yeah. I mean, I think and I, I think it's always with these streaming services is a balance of price, too, because uh, even when I think back to, you know, we were talking about Sony streaming, they acquired Gaikai uh, PlayStation. Now, that wasn't priced at a competitive price. I think it was like 20 bucks. At ten bucks, I think everybody would probably have it. But at twenty, yeah, yeah but you don't want to become the next Movie Pass, so you have to. <laughs> Nobody wants to become Movie Pass. <laughs> movie Pass doesn't want to be Movie Pass. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, they did. They lowered their price too low, and it just—I hate it for them. Oh yeah. Okay, so that is the streaming stuff. Um, I signed up for the Google beta. Hopefully, um, I get an email soon. Um, as far as the Microsoft one, I don't think they're they're probably like like we said. I, actually, I think I read while we were talking about it, they're going to be rolling it out, um, building out 
um, in different volumes and locations. So, you know, this is definitely not like I said, this is not they're not gonna flip a switch and just turn this on. I mean, there's definitely some groundwork to be done, but I'm just excited they're doing it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it would be ridiculous to go and buy just a a twenty dollar Xbox hockey puck to go play your games. <laughs> Shoot, if you subscribe to Xbox anywhere or whatever, it's, I keep saying I don't even know if it's the right name, but if you just they'll probably just send you the twenty dollar puck for yeah. free. Yeah, I think Xbox you know? Game Pass is what it's called. Game Pass. There we go. Yeah. They'll probably just send you the little puck for free. You know, honestly, dude, because I have a Roku 2, I think, one of the bigger ones. Uh-huh. And I bought I bought for my daughter, I bought her like one of the small Roku minis or whatever they're called. It's not a stick anymore. It's kind of like a little thing with an infrared on the front. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what it's called. But anyway, like that little small one is more powerful than my big Roku. Like it runs oh, faster and... Just because ARM processors have, I don't even know if it uses ARM, but I'm just using an example. Like they've they've advanced so much in the past few years that like it wouldn't take much. I mean, look at the hardware they're running the NES and the SNES Classic on. It's yeah. it's powerful enough to run PlayStation games. People have written in pl- PlayStation emulators for it. I think there's even a Dreamcast emulator for it. So like wow. this hardware is really really cheap. They're making yeah. a they're like Nintendo's making a huge profit on those things, and like. Because, I mean, it's basically a freaking um, Raspberry Pi. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> just just to piggyback off that, did you see the uh, PlayStation Mini that got announced? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> what do you think? Like, Well, the first thing I thought was, like I said, I can run those on the SNES Classic I bought from my wife. But the other <laughs> thing is, like, you can't expect there to be as many games because the PlayStation games are, like, infinitely bigger than NES and yeah. SNES games. Like, we're talking 650 minimum yeah. or maximum. Yeah. Per game, and then it said Final Fantasy VII is going to be one of the games. That's three discs, so Ooh. that's like that's like almost all the space. two gigabytes. <laughs> and somebody else made a really excellent point where we get all this nostalgia and stuff for the Nintendo libraries. They bring out the uh, NES Classic and the SNES Classic. People are complaining about. Well, I'm not going to say complaining. They're making a statement that the first generation polygonal um <laughs> PlayStation game they're not going to age as well no they do not age well at all they don't yeah so you can even say it about N64 i mean like other other if unless they're going to do some stuff to Mario 64 like clean up the textures and raise the resolution if they do a N64 if they don't do any of that it's it's not going to look great either yeah yeah so they're going to they're going to have to do some enhancements Especially on N64, I think on PlayStation as well, just because they don't, those games did not age well. They just didn't. Yeah, um, yeah man. Yeah. Still waiting on my Dreamcast classic Sega. <laughs> Your oh, move. Keep waiting, man. Keep waiting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I don't, is, is, well, let me, is, is the, the Genesis hardware, op- it's not, I know it's an open source. Is it legal to back compat and sell something that you're calling? Uh, Genesis. There's player. actually a Genesis. There's actually a Genesis. Cla- it's not called a Genesis Classic. It's like called a yeah, Genesis. Cause Classic. Yeah, because Javion has that. He, yeah, but the it, thing I don't like about that it is has line of sight wireless controllers. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, horrible. they're terrible. But like other than that, I mean, it's, it has all the games. It has more games than the SNES Classic does. Yeah, and it was like on like twenty bucks, huh? <laughs> it was yeah. pretty cheap. Yeah. So there you have it, guys. Uh, do we want to talk about the ninth generation Intel chips, or do we want to like save that for the next cast? Oh, I do. Can we hit on it for, for a little, just a little nugget? 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently, um, Intel commission. So you know, when 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 new hardware comes out like this, there's an embargo. So basically, they send all the, they send the hardware to the reviewers, and it's like you can't um, <laughs> release an article about this until X date, and it's not legally binding. Um, they can d- release something before the embargo, but the catch there is they just won't get the next thing that Intel <laughs> yeah. releases. Yeah. <laughs> they you pretty off the much. They black they blacklist them. Black um, so apparently there's a embargo on the nine thousand series processors, and mysteriously enough, uh, Intel, Intel apparently worked with this other company to do benchmarks against AMD processors, um, and <laughs> the company is called Principal Technologies, right? So, and. Apparently, they had a different agreement with them, so they were able to release their benchmarks and their like findings earlier than all the yeah. other gaming blogs, which undoubtedly pissed off all other gaming blogs. But that's not the huge problem. The huge problem is these tests that they released were like hugely doctored, and like and they, they paid were, them right. They paid they paid yeah, them to do. That. I'm assuming they paid them, yeah. yeah and I it's I like they skewed these tests like heavily in favor of Intel processors. Now I will I will qualify that by saying AMD kind of did the same thing with Ryzen because Ryzen's IPC is lower, so basically. It it was just as good, if if not better, in some cases in higher resolution games, which are more bottlenecked by the GPU. But in lower resolution stuff like 1080p, where the processor does more work because the video card doesn't have any issues, they actually perform worse. So most of the Ryzen benchmarks were of higher resolutions like 1440p 4K to show that, hey, we're just as good as Intel, whereas Intel did the opposite and they went to 1080p benchmarks uh-huh. and they showed that, you know, most hardcore, most people that are going to buy Core i9 processors are probably not running 1080p because this is like a $500 CPU. Yes. um It's 8-core, 16-thread. It's, it's more expensive than the Ryzen um, counterpart. I don't want to say equivalent because... Like I said, in t- like pound for pound, the Intel stuff is better. It just it, it is. It has a higher instructions per clock, um, higher clock frequency. Um, the the TDP is probably a little higher, which is you know how much power it takes to cool it. But you know, pound for pound, the Intel stuff is better. So like they didn't even have to do this. And on some of the tests, they even disabled cores on the AMD processors and compared them to the uh, like. There's one. That's there's one just sketchy. Worlds running eight core, sixteen thread Intel, and they were they're running like the Ryzen twenty seven hundred with like only four cores or something. Like it was so it was so bizarre and so messed yeah. up. Um, and it just really leaves Intel in a bad light. That being said, these processors, from what I've seen, are probably <laughs> going to be excellent. Huh? And I was just saying, yeah, they are phenomenal still. Yeah, they're still. Yeah, they're, they're great. So, like, it yeah. just makes, it makes Why? me even, they didn't even have to do all this. Like, it was, there was no reason to do it. So, it just makes them look pretty bad. Are you surprised we're still going, there? we're still in the uh, 14 nanometer space um, instead yeah, of the next like generation? Next year, Next year, AMD will be in, in seven nanometers. So now, AMD's next processors, the Ryzen twos that come out, because like the first one was Ryzen one, uh, the seventeen hundred or the one thousand series, the two thousand series were actually Ryzen plus. They weren't the Ryzen twos. Next year, we get the seven nan. Well, twenty nineteen, we get the seven, seven nanometer 
Rising twos. Wait, seven uh, nanometer? I'm pretty sure there'll be seven. Yeah. Um, the in, the in, Intel's still like stuck on fourteen or ten. Yeah, they're stuck but, on fourteen. The Canon Lake, the next 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 gen Canon Lake is going to be ten. I, I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up so I'm not just telling you wrong. But I'm pretty sure Ryzen two is seven nanometer. So they're going to be quite a ways ahead of Intel in die size, which means they'll be able to pack more transistors on the die and it'll probably, you know, be able to run at a lower temperature. They'll be able to clock it higher. So, I mean, like it it could, it could really be, could really cause problems for Intel, especially if they hold the same, yeah, Ryzen 2 7 nanometers. So like if they, if they can hold this same value proposition, like they could completely crush Intel next year. Like, we'll see if they actually meet those lofty goals but yeah this is it's gonna be pretty amazing uh, and just to top off the pricing on the i9 9900k is going to be 488 while the i7 9700k will be 373 and the i5 9600k is going to be 260 262 dollars so there you have it and yeah, like like I'm saying, AMD the draw for AMD right now is not performance over Intel. Intel stuff is more powerful, but it's also more expensive. So he just said the, like I said, it's the the top i9 is going to be around 500. I think he said 480. The Ryzen 2700X, which is the top eight core 16 thread processor, right now on Amazon, brand new, you can buy for 295 dollars. Wow. So right there, that's a <laughs> huge savings. Like that's your motherboard or your RAM, you know. That's a huge savings. Um, and in like AMD's motherboards are generally cheaper. Um, the RAM's kind of a wash. I mean, it's you're gonna you're gonna be spending 150 to 200 dollars if you get like 16 years of RAM. So actually, RAM's come down some. So I mean, even with that, it's this is not a bad time to buy a processor. And if you're gaming, I would suggest the Ryzen 5 2600X. It's 215. You get six core, 12 threads. And the uh, clocks are actually a little bit higher, I think, um, because there's less there's there are less processors or less cores, so they can raise the um, they can raise the processing speed a little bit higher. Um, if it was me right now and I was buying a new system to game on, I would probably get a twenty six hundred. But you know, if if you just want the sauce, you know, the twenty seven hundred, <laughs> it's not that much more. I mean, if you're talking about building a computer, they're going to be using it for the next couple of years. Um, my plan next year is to just buy Ryzen 2, drop it in my machine because they're using the same socket. Same slot, yeah. Socket. Same. Whereas with other, that's the other thing about Intel is every year they change the socket. So you're buying yeah. a new motherboard. Yeah. Buy a new RAM because of the motherboard incompatibilities with RAM. So there's that. Yeah, it, I just I couldn't recommend anybody buy a system with build an Intel system if you're looking to get the most bang for your buck. It's just not there. Like a couple of years ago before Ryzen came out, then definitely Intel was really it because AMD wasn't even releasing competitive processors. But now, like, yeah, you know, get in where you fit in, man. It's never been a better time. <laughs> build a PC. Yeah, man. 20, should 2019 just, should be a lot of fun in the hardware space. That's for sure. I want to build an ultimate gaming machine. Ultimate. Ultra EX gaming. Talking like Thread Ripper, like. We should cheap, do that. Like, water cool custom loop. 
Let's start a GoFundMe or a sponsor <laughs> and then build it, Kickstarter. film it, and just give it away or something. Like I don't even need to keep it. I just want to build it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, well, that was fun. Yeah, you ready to wrap things up? Oh man, I, I always enjoy talking tech. It's been a while. Definitely, man. Definitely. So, do you have any other happenings you want to talk about um, before we wrap things not up? Not particularly. Um, I've just really been getting into coding lately. Um, I've been learning JavaScript. I've been playing around with this Ember.js. Uh, I guess will be a library or yeah, library slash framework. No, yeah, framework. That's the right word. So I've been playing around with that. Um, I'm really trying to get into get my programming chops up. Um, and I don't really want to say I'm trying to do anything right now because right now I'm just trying to learn. But I would like to have a programming, maybe a programming talk one day. We can talk about different languages, what languages are good to start with. Um, if you want to get into programming, some good books, you know, just kind of like a programming primer. If that's something that you guys would be interested in, shoot us a line. Let yeah. us know. Um, if you have any other ideas of things we can talk about, uh, you know, feel free to send us an email, fansatechpedition.com. Yeah, definitely. And I'll just add, like, if you are interested in any other the any of the other podcasts we are on, uh, you can check out Discussing Network, where Carrie and I are on a podcast called Discussing Trek, where we talk about, guess what, Star Trek, as well as uh, we have a Doctor Who and in Comics podcast there as well. So please go to DiscussingNetwork.com and check those out. We have a solid time and date now, so hopefully we can stick to it and bring you something next week. 10 o'clock on Wednesdays. Join us on Facebook Live. Is, yes. We will be live without a net. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.